All right, this is where the intro music would play. I don't know. We need something. <laughs> We're gonna. I want to do the opening to uh, um, Extreme had this song. Do you want to play? I, I want the opening to that. It's like kind of like a like a guitar Beethoven kind of riff. It's pretty sick, but I don't know. I'm I'm about that extreme stuff. So. Welcome to the IG Thursday thing, this thing we do every Thursday where we chat with people, chat about random news, things going on, and we got some stuff to talk about, actually. Um, this will be a good one. Today, uh, I try to bring on a guest, and today we have somebody we've had on here before, um, and hopefully we have on here many times in the future, but we've got Dylan who is kind of the special projects manager slash racing slash what I dude, you're pretty high up in the food chain around here as far as who you, who's above you and who you need to talk to. Um, a, but a also a truck driver this week. Yeah. And this week you are also a truck driver. Um, how many miles have you put on? So I'll give you a, a quick little, well, actually you could just tell us the trip. Um, Tell us what your last week or so has looked like in just driving. So Thursday morning, I left at like 5 a.m. from uh, Hanover, PA, where I live. Uh, drove to St. Louis that night, uh, Missouri. Met up with you. And then the morning, the next morning, we drove to Heartland in Topeka, Kansas. Still convinced that's a Pokemon. Um, <laughs> we raced Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and then Sunday night, I drove to Oklahoma city from Oklahoma city. The next morning, I made it down to Houston by like four 30 in the afternoon, picked up a car, drove, made it to Shreveport, Louisiana, made it from Shreveport to Nashville. And then Nashville, I made it home last night to Westminster, Maryland. Nice. So how many yeah. miles do you think that is? I, I'm going to guess somewhere between four and 5,000 miles. That is a lot of time in a vehicle. Yeah. Uh, it, luckily, you know, I'm in a uh, F450 and the, and the thing doesn't mind towing. So it's, uh, it's got a lot of creature comforts. The AC seats with, you know, seat massagers are definitely nice on these long drives. Um, and it, unless you, you got to have a lot of weight behind this thing to really upset it. So you can just set cruise control and go. Yeah, that 450 is no joke, dude. 450 don't care. It don't care. <laughs> I'm pretty sure loaded down with a cross track on it, it could outrun my cross track. <laughs> it's uh yeah. it, it's it's no joke. That thing just doesn't care about anything. Stupid nice truck. So you got you got all the way home. And then yep. immediately turned around, you know, like you got there, unloaded the car from Texas, and then turned around and immediately got sent back out to go find something else. So JJ, the owner of IEG, is a collector of interesting vehicles, found another interesting vehicle, had him go pick it up. What did you go pick up? It's a uh, Polo Harlequin Volkswagen, uh, right-hand drive. It, so if any of you guys have ever seen a Harlequin, we got Harlequins here in the U.S. as a, um, in the Mark III Golf when it was all the different body colors put on. Um, I guess they did polos, 
Um, we didn't get the polo here. Like, so that's, that's gotta be a, a UK car. Um, if it's right hand drive, I'm assuming that's out of the UK then. And that not only are polos crazy rare here in the States, but that is a Harlequin, which there are only like a hundred made ever in right hand drive. Um, I don't know. That's, I'm sure somebody else knows what the, uh, the actual numbers of that are, but that's just, that's some crazy stuff. Based on the number comes up gotten in traffic today, I would say it's pretty rare. Yeah. <laughs> People losing their shit. Um, that's wild. I mean, you've been carrying around all sorts. You were carrying around a stupid rare GC on an open trailer. People were losing their minds. Um, that story you told me yesterday about the, you were in this McDonald's in the middle of nowhere. That was a good one. Yeah. McDonald's, uh, I wish I knew the name of the town out in Tennessee. It, I was up in the mountains, um, and just to grab some lunch and get back on the road, and I had pulled in, and one of the workers literally came to the door, just absolutely losing his mind about um, a two-door GC. He's never even seen one in person, and it was his dream car, and I mean, he was, he was losing his mind. Um, but the cool part of that was he mentioned to me, not knowing that he follows a two-door GC that races in grid life. And so uh, <laughs> I proceeded to blow his mind even farther once I, I showed him some pictures of the cars together and uh, explained who, who I was and who we were and everything else. Uh, the, I mean, he probably was 22 years old. I mean, the kid was losing his mind. Well, it's, it's super crazy when I'll have people call me and they'll start telling me about my car. You know, they'll be like, oh yeah, I follow this guy, this GC boogeyman, yada, 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 runs grid life. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's my car. And you'll hear him just go, what? On the phone, just lose their shit. Absolutely lose their shit. And it, it, that is, that is so funny. It's, it's a really good time though. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah um so uh so, we did something this last weekend we did it was um yeah it's yeah i mean where do you want to start i mean i don't know i guess i mean should we just get the obvious out of the way and then go talk about the weekend i think we should just get the obvious out of the way the obvious yeah. part of this is we we won Okay, and with the win and the record, we sealed up the a, uh, the Grid Life Street Mod Championship. It's over. There's no mathematical way we can lose the championship now. It's done. So, yeah, congrats, Dylan. <laughs> congrats to you. I mean, you're the you're the maniac behind the wheel. Um, you know, and and so definitely with it being a team effort. Um, I mean, it's big team all effort. Around. Yeah, I mean, it, yep. it really, there's, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that, you know, help out even from the smallest stuff um, that, it, you know, it's a, it's a village for sure. So uh, it was yep. it was really nice to kind of bring that win home this, this past weekend after the momentum we've had uh, starting halfway through the season. Um, you know, it, it, it was a... I wouldn't say it was an easy race, but it wasn't a very, um, it, it had its own challenges, you know? 
Yeah, no, this, this weekend kind of brought its own challenges. Um, I mean, me getting mentally in the, in the spot and then we were fighting some really weird issues. Um, we went out right away and threw a power steering belt and that belt, um, that belt took out some wiring on the air intake temp sensor that we really didn't notice, but it smacked the air intake temp sensor and we fixed the wiring for the air intake temp sensor, but it also, what we found out is it shorted the sensor itself. So we lost two sessions to the car running like crap. Um, and then we get that sorted and, and finally start trying to figure out how to drive it. I can't get the damn thing in the third to save my life because I'm driving like shit. Nothing wrong with the car. Um, the car was on a really hard right-hand corners. There was one particular corner that the car would load up really bad and it'd start bouncing. Um, you know what? I will, I will answer your question in a quick second, BRZTS. I, I am going to answer that question. You know, we, we will stir some shit with that. Um, cause that one, I'm, 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 I've saw that a couple of times today and I'm wondering if it's the same person. I want to make sure I, uh, I answer that question accordingly. Um, so with that stated, uh, yeah, the, the car was bouncing really bad in the rear. Um, and, uh, so we ended up breaking a, a bolt off in the diff. Um, the diff, the, the diff kind of canted inside of the, the housing and it snapped a drive shaft shop axle. So with that, um, that, that was a clusterfuck. Dylan was just like, Ah, it's no big thing. I'm looking at this like, oh my god, this is a disaster. Callum McHugh's starting to find speed, and I'm like, this is how it all comes apart. This freaking this this track hates me. But either way, yeah, Dylan got under there. You're just like, I don't give a shit. Um, we went and got some right hand drill bits and some hardware from Ace, and you slapped that thing right back together, and we were back out, dude. Did we even we missed one session, didn't we? We missed one. Yeah, uh, and. It was getting close to a second session, and so uh, I actually I had you suit up and get in the car before the repairs were done, and just kind of uh, yep. had you ready to go out. And I, I we sent you out. They had left the hot pit, and about halfway through, uh, they were about halfway through their lap. We were able to get you out there, so you essentially had no one in front of you. It was like there was no one on track with you. Yeah, it was um, perfect. Yeah, so in, in that morning session, we were really hoping to get out there. The, I mean, the weather couldn't have been better. It was 66 degrees and sunny. Uh, so we were hoping that first thing in the morning, our money shop. You're breaking up real bad. Hold up. Uh, get out of whatever, okay. wherever you're at. Okay, there you go. You're better yeah. now. Yeah, I'm going up a mountain. Okay, um, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we got out there and you were able to run, you know, your 137 that session. And, and it was kind of uh, it was kind of all over at that point. We still paid attention to how Kyle was driving. You know, he's he's getting quicker and quicker. So, you know, he's definitely a real threat. Um, and in Heartland itself, 
you know, I, I definitely think it's cursed uh, with Boogie. I think there was definitely some juju we had to work out there. Uh, Dude, for real. And um, and get redemption, you know, from last year. But it was uh, it was it was an interesting weekend. We didn't have a ton of competition there, but competition just in what we are trying to achieve points wise. Yep. No, I we got what we needed done. Kyle kept us honest, um, but he also we. You know, and this is no offense to Kyle. Uh, um, he he was working through getting his car back, and he didn't he didn't have meth there, so he was kind of fighting car issues himself. Um, so he was he was dealing with his own problems, and uh, so we we didn't have to turn it up power wise. Now we, which is nice, you know, um, and I I. Like I said, my lizard brain's still a little mad at myself here because um, we had a we had a thirty six showing on the aim, like a mid thirty six, and I threw it away. That's my fault. The driver error is what it is. But this is where I want to go and uh, say something to Beer ZTS, who I'm pretty sure is the same person who's been posting stuff in other places too. Um, yeah, I, I, I do want to answer that. Serious question, not trying to stir shit, but do you think you could have won the championship if Jackie Ding was still in a Supra? First off, I'm gonna. this is a two-parter question. First part of this is Jackie's car was illegal for the past three years. Jackie was going to get forced to make that car legal, okay? Jackie's car legal would not have been as fast as it was when it was illegal. Now, do I think Jackie being an incredible driver in a very developed car, couldn't have figured it out. He absolutely could have, but he would have been dealing with that. Now, the majority of the year, I never turned the power up on this car because we were thinking championship. We were not thinking records as much as we were thinking championship. Overall records weren't there, were not something we were worried about. Now, do I know we would have won the championship against Jackie? I don't. But would we have kept Jackie honest? Absolutely. It would not have been a cakewalk for Jackie this year. It absolutely would not. We did not turn the car up most of the year. The only yeah, time it ever saw a serious boost, the only time it saw it is when James Houghton scared the shit out of us. Yeah, so to I, I coming down a mountain pass, I got service back, but it kind of... The, the tea in on that. Yeah, we, we've been sitting around 26, 27 uh, PSI um, pretty much all season, uh, which is on the lower side for us. We, we have plenty of headroom. Um, really, it's been, you know, suspension adjustments, driver adjustments, you know, just just getting data and, and pushing through it. You know, there was a, a, a small handful of times where we might have seen, you know, 28 or 29. Um, but yeah. really like, like you said, the only time we really pushed it and, uh, end up scrubbing our run anyways, was, uh, when we had, we had James Houghton on our heels and that was probably the scariest moment this season, uh, we've had of losing, you know, um, it's, I mean, there's been a, a roller coaster of battles, but where, you know, I actually looked at James and said, uh, I said, we'll say when, and he just stared right back at me and said, when? 
And so uh, he he doesn't mess around. He's definitely a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's not many people that weekend. He was jumping in and out of the, a total of three cars. So uh, he's he's one hell of a driver. Uh, and you know he was trying to keep us honest. So yeah, um, you know there's there was a lot of strategy that took place this year. We weren't like you had said. We weren't really going for records. Um, more or less for points. We we really wanted to stack the the championship, and um, you know, at the beginning of the season when we had won Gingerman uh, Midwest Fest, it it was a, a a pipe dream still at that point in time. Like we, there there was a lot of work that had to get done, uh, and you know, there was a lot of planning and a lot of uh, uh, straight up just dreaming. You know, wishing that we could do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, we, we kind of pulled ourselves up and, and did what we had to do. And, and um, it, it has not been an easy thing to do. You know, it's a lot of guys have kept us on us. A lot of, a lot of hard work has taken place. Um, a lot of strategy, a lot of logistics, a lot of help from sponsors has all kind of came into this yep. and, and hasn't just been a, uh, a one-sided just go out and, no. and win a ship. It's, it's been a, a very hard battle. Um, even with as great of the season we've had, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's it, everything looks great and it looks easy on paper. But if uh, if you had been there for a lot of the late nights, you, you would understand. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot that went into this. A lot that went into this. But with that stated, the, the goal in the end was win a championship. Correct. Okay, so... In, in, we were thinking long-term um, now with that stated, does that mean, you know, this whole, could you have beat Jackie Ding? Um, I'm not, it, it like maybe, but that's not that, that wasn't really what was on the table at that point. I mean, honestly, Mike Almond came, kept us honest pretty much the whole year. And James Houghton scared the ever-living shit out of us. If James would have beat us at Lime Rock, it would have changed the entire lineup, okay? Like, the entire way we approached the rest of the season would have changed just because James beat us, because of the way points would have went. Jake Martin, out of pure curiosity, what was illegal in Jackie's car? It was his front splitter. His front splitter was literally three inches or so bigger than it was supposed to be. Like I, I, I'm blown away. This isn't public knowledge now, but, um, and I don't want this to turn into a me versus Jackie Ding thing. It's not. I love yeah. Jackie, and and honestly, I, I know I'm not even 100% sure Jackie realized he was totally out. Um, but that's Jackie's car was not legal for a while, so yeah, it was a huge amount of front downforce, and it allowed him to crank up the rear wing. And it's it, Jackie. If you look at where Jackie is really fast, Jackie was always fast and really high speed tracks. I got to be real. I don't know if we could beat Jackie's time on NJMP. I don't, I, I it's no. nuts. That time is crazy. And, and I, I mean, even to that, I think we could have scared the shit out of him at Heartland, but I don't know if we could have beat him because again, yeah. It's just those high speed tracks. That car was so insane, but I don't think Jackie could back that up right now with, with having to make the car legal. 
Yeah, I mean, he's an incredible driver. Um, in so nuts. I, he, in, oh, in, yeah. in, believe me, we would have to, we would definitely be having to turn it up. Okay, there is no yeah. getting around Jackie Ding, no matter what he's driving. You know, he the, the 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 kid's incredible, and I have the utmost respect for him. And this is not a bash on him. Okay, this is just what it is. And I, I I'm I'm getting kind of annoyed about getting chased around the internet with this question. So um, that's that's why I like I took it head on the way I did uh, because it, the reality of it is the car isn't legal, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so there not only that, but he didn't he didn't he didn't race in street mod this year. You know, no, so. no, he did some street. He's doing other things. If he ends up back in street mod, cool, you know. Yeah. And I, he's going to be a force, whatever the fuck he shows up. They, Jackie Dan could show up at a Ford Festiva and we'd have to worry about it. Okay. That's the reality guess, of it. I'll give him the Harlequin polo. Yes. And he would be a problem. <laughs> he would be a problem in the Harlequin polo. <laughs> so either way. Um, so Jake's asking, is Arrow the next big development point from you? What do you, I think Arrow's probably going to be a, a major off season um development spot um it, it's probably not going to be as extreme as you guys think it's going to be but there is a if there's low-hanging fruit left anywhere on the car it's that um so i i'm thinking arrow's gonna be pretty big this year and i think we're gonna be making some fairly large changes as far as wiring and some basic reliability stuff that's kind of going to be what we're we're going after in the off season is that kind of your yeah. vibe yeah, I mean, and if anyone doesn't know, uh, you know, the steering wheel and boogie is slightly to uh, the left. Uh, it's yeah. actually not straight, straight at you. So it's that is, not uh, centered at all. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be, a, you know, <laughs> I need that to be fixed, you know. And yeah. so um, there's, there's going to be some changes. Some you'll see, some you'll never know. Um, you know, we all these really small things. In- these small things, I'm gonna I'm gonna self promote here. But if you go to my Instagram at DeweyWRX, and if you go to my Instagram, I have this um, broadcast channel that I've been running. That we we post pictures in there all the time and just small projects on Boogie stuff that's not really big enough for a full post, but just small stuff. And it's it, you guys should follow that. There's gonna be a lot of cool things in the off season with that. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely some arrow. Yep. Um, you know, we got that, that front splitter made uh, and, you know, tested that at Heartland, and we, and we might make some changes to it. Yep. Um, nothing, nothing major, but, you know. Uh, and then so after that is looking at the air under and around the car. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I want to get next year, I, I really want to get some uh, great data and log data, you know, where we can kind of change things up as we go, you know, and and it's been like a mental thing, like, okay, you know, at Heartland, we're running these tire pressures at Lime Rock, we're running these tire pressures. And, and this is attempts we were seeing, you know, being able to get that recorded down into a notebook and, and kind of pushing there is going to help us push farther. But as far as the car goes this off season, you know, the, the, the drivetrain platform in my feeling is we have it pretty dialed in um where we want it to be we we might make some subtle changes but as far as like you know the the d-stroker engine with the two three 
and the turbo, all that's probably going to stay the same for next season. Uh, yep. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I guess, you know, arrow and, and, you know, reliability fixes and, and there's some wiring that needs to get cleaned up around the car and some subtle stuff to just make it flow better uh, is really going to be the biggest changes for next year. Um, BRZTS, I, I see what you posted there. And, and again, um, Jackie's a, a, a big deal within the community and it, what you, you might not be the first one, but you were the one, uh, you unfortunately caught the wrath of it. So I'm sure this will get around to him and whatever. I didn't mean to bite your head off. I still love you. Um, but, um, okay. So I, I got everybody blowing us up about the 2015 rack. So what I want to lead into now is what changes did we make between the last event, which was Lime Rock, and this event? Let's start with that. First off, let's just start with a splitter, and then the, let's go into Pandora's box, which is the rack. We went from uh, an organic composite of uh, <laughs> birch, birchwood plywood, which Dewey had made, um, to I had I had finally convinced Dewey to uh, go to a Lumalite um, for various reasons. Um, but not only that, so not just the the material, but the framing of the splitter got changed as well. It's a little bit more structurally intact. And then we tried these wild ideas with these tire deflectors to help get air up over the uh, front tires, you know, to help it flow. It's the same thing as like canards. Um, we attached the splitter, yep. just, you know, because canards on the front on on your front bumper. Um, I don't know how long they would stay. So, uh, you know, we, we put these tire deflectors on there to see if it would make any changes. And, you know, it's something that can be removed if it's too much or not enough. We can add them back on. Um, so that gives us a little play there. Uh, there is some adjustment in the angle. And, you know, your plywood front splitter before, uh, you know, the, the funniest part probably was we had went to Midwest Fest and I showed up halfway through. And, uh, and you didn't have front splitter rods on it and went out for qualifying. And that was a, that's a whole topic in itself. Yeah, that was, that was the one where I went (laughs) the whole way around. (laughs) Yeah. So it broke. And so it came back in and we got front splitter rods on and, um, and Dewey just goes, look, I can stand on it now and proceeded to break it even more before he could. Um, so I, you know, we got the front splitter done. Fred and I, especially Fred, you know, Fred helped a lot uh, with with various things. I mean, he's been teaching me so much. It's been crazy. I'm very thankful to have him around. Um, but the biggest thing I wanted to do with your new front splitter was be able to stand on it uh, and it, it to be solid. And we got it done at the 11th hour before I needed to leave for Kansas. And uh, I sent you a picture and also in that broadcast channel posted a picture of me standing on it. Um, yep. So that was uh, that was a proud moment of mine, um, and was happy that it functioned the way it did at Heartland. Um, there's still, I mean, you know, one arrow piece isn't is only going to change so much. Really, we yeah. got to get the rest of the car tied we, together for. We're uh, going to make some small tweaks to it, even too. So we're yes. that's yep. when you change stuff up like that. There's there's small things you you're going to change. You know, and you're going to keep yeah. these are all tunable items. So, so 
the other thing was the rack. Um, for those that don't know, a 2015 plus steering rack STI has a different ratio, uh, turning ratio compared to older racks. That's a lot quicker. Um, so one of the biggest things that Dewey was having an issue with was was chop steering or having to go hand over hand and and yeah. um, taking around the track. And so I was season, shuffle steering trying... a lot. I've been begging yeah, for all, this all season. <laughs> all season, you know, we've been just trying to identify low hanging fruit on where we can go faster. And so um, we made the decision to finally put a rack in the car. And uh, we thought it would be a, a pretty direct swap. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it really was. Um, it wasn't really like a crazy, uh, oh, no, this isn't going to work. There was some moments in the time frame that we had before we needed to leave for the race where it was a little stressful. Um, but, you know, I made some bushings on the lathe or some spacers on the lathe to mount it to the subframe, you know, uh, made some lines. And really what it came down to is finding a tie rod combo, inner and outer, uh, to work with your WiseFab uh, knuckles. And so when you swap it into uh, a GC, typically with stock knuckles, you cut the inner tie rods, the stock 15 plus inner tie rods, uh, you cut them a little bit shorter and it fits perfect. Well, we had put those on and realized that they weren't long enough. Um, so we actually had to find some spacers. And, <laughs> the polar and, opposite issue most people have. It's yeah. it, usually they're too long on ours. It was they were too short. <laughs> so we we had to find some extenders and and you know different rod ends and and um, and kind of change a couple things up and uh, you know Fred really kind of helped me on that. You know, coming up with the simplest solution. You know when. And when you get close to a race like that, you know, all the pressure's kind of on to, we need to get these parts ordered right now because I need them right now. And we don't really have time to wait. So if it's something we don't have in house or something we can't make, sometimes it gets a little nerve wracking. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, we got it all done, got the rack bled. I, I mean, we were down to the wire getting to Heartland uh, because of that situation. And, um, and just, you know, a multitude of other things. Um, so, I mean, it, it steers a lot better. It was great to see, you know, how happy you were uh, and the results that it had on the back half of Heartland with it, everything being so tight back there. Dude, it was so much. I, oh, my God. I, I wish I could get video of last year or the year before in this to see how it, it was rough back there. I was having to go... Like it, it, it's just a ton of shuffle steering. You can even see it in my video in uh in uh at uh Mid Ohio how much I have to shuffle steer in tighter corners. It's just it's really and all of that should be gone now. I can't wait to go back to Mid Ohio. It's going to be insane. Yeah, I mean it's like I said, it's a, it's a steady improvement to the car. You know, all these little things and yep. sometimes major things they they add up drastically and and so this season you know this is a, a new season for me um as supporting a a car uh and this was my first season working with you um and so a lot of the things i wanted to identify right away were issues you had with the car and driving it and how we could fix it um so that you know after every single time you go out, every session 
uh, I always grab you and go, how did the car feel? Uh, yep. And your, your mind's st still going a million miles an hour. Uh, you're like, ah, ah, you know, sometimes you're like, <laughs> sometimes you're like, dude, get out of my face. But I'm like, hey, I need, I need, yeah. I, need that I need that information right I'm now. I'm so, so not used to like, like telling somebody this, like it's, it's my problem normally. It's, it's, I'm not used to like, it, it's, I, this is something I need to learn. And my role is being able to properly give that info back to you. But like, let's, let's take a perfect example of all of this. One of the simplest yet best fixes we did all year. Hey, my feet are slipping off the pedals. I think they've been doing this forever, but like, this is something that drives me nuts, but I've always had so many other things I need to worry about. So we threw some some Gorilla Grip tape on it, on the pedals, and they're fucking fantastic. That was worth a solid second on Mid-Ohio. <laughs> it's not even a joke. Unreal how much that helped. Um, yeah. You know, for me, that was a direct, you know, uh, a direct, um, you know, cause and effect that I could get out of you. And that was, that was right after NJMP. So really that was after our second race together, almost like first full race. Cause I showed up to Midwest Fest, like through the night, the yeah. first night to your shotgun hole in your radiator. <laughs> um, so NJMP was like the first race where we actually got to, you know, sit down and work together and address all these issues. And I think after like the second or third lap, you were like, or third second, and you're like my feet are sliding off the pedals that was NJMP like, wasn't okay. it it was and yeah. so um it, it was like you know what like how long has it been doing that and now that you're not worrying about all these other little things you know the car it catching on fire like breaking down stuff like that you can just be a driver um it was like okay cool I'm gonna fix that issue what else you know what else are you feeling um Lime Rock was another great one Lime Rock we it was, we had enough support and enough people there to help and whatnot, where I could just snag you up. Uh, we used fire laps that, that race, uh, got a yeah, lot of that data was great. each lap, you know, and I, I had, you know, my buddies, Andrew and Chris came down. I, I still, we, I still owe them the world. I mean, they cooked breakfast sandwiches for us. They, you know, they, they really dug in and, and kind of just vibed Dude, with the team. And, uh, that was the most epic breakfast, breakfast sandwich I think I've ate both times I tasted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole other thing, too. Um, but, yeah, so I had, I had them go get photos of the, the hill out back. I, I want to know how the car's coming up that turn. You know, it's kind of high speed, et cetera. And uh, Andrew came back and he was like, dude, you're we're coming four off the ground. And I was like, Oh, so that, that's news to me. Uh, let's start checking the suspension every single, yeah. you know, uh, session. We need to put a wrench on everything. Um, so, you know, stuff like that and people around that are bought in that are just there to have fun and, and don't mind helping here and there is huge. Um, and so I mean, look at court. Well, I mean, court court's yeah. a perfect example. Court slaved slaved on this damn car slaved on this car and and for hell he had i just i feel so bad for him because he wasn't there for a lot of you know these these wins especially like midwest court was 
we weren't winning without court. <laughs> court court was holding that shit together and uh you know he had to leave early and and didn't even get to be there for the 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 party i just man fucking court one of those yeah, dudes it was uh and i i had met court that morning so i showed up saturday morning yeah to a midwest fest and court had been fighting the good fight the car had caught on fire uh, there was a hole in the radiator. Things were chaotic, and um, and I could just see how tired he was. Uh, yeah. And so it was like, you know, it was like he kind of there was like a passing of the torch there for a minute, and um, and then you know we kind of we kind of get the the situated figure, you know, the the situation figured out, and um, and we got out there, and he was there for qualifying, I think, and we qualified. And he actually had to leave his the bus that he was there with uh, broke down, so he had to leave early. And it just it wasn't it just wasn't the same without him there. Um, Didn't you? It, it I felt, felt like an asshole celebrating without him there. You know? Yeah, I, it, it was. Yeah, that it, sucked. It threw a damper on the party. You know, it was. It really like, did. I, and I didn't even want to celebrate because, you know, like I showed up halfway through or had been up all night dealing with the car that caught on fire. Like, you know, and so it, without him being there, it was just like, man, you know, this kind of stinks. Uh, it's yeah. great that we won, but like, you know, and so he came to uh, mid Ohio and, uh, you know, I gave him a big hug and I said, Hey man, uh, you can help out where you want, but I want you to hang out this weekend. Like, You've you've earned that. Just hang out. Uh, if I need help, I'll let you know. And and he got in the trenches with me. And uh, you know, having court around is is it's honestly it's a great time. He gets along. I with, love court. You know, everybody. Oh man, he's awesome. So uh, you know, yeah. I mean, back to Midwest Fest. It was just it was a damper on the party. We, I mean, yep. it it would we would have celebrated a whole lot differently if if court was there. Yeah, I think so. I think we would have went a little harder. I don't know. We went pretty hard, but we were all so effing tired that uh, it was really hard to. <laughs> that was a brutal event. Um, Beer ZTSS again. Hypothetically speaking, if Boogie were to be entered into World Time Attack and running in Club Sprint Open Class, do you think you could get it to a sub one thirty? I don't remember what the times were for the top of Club Sprint, but I think I, I, I think we would be a force to be reckoned with in Club Sprint. I do. Um, open, I'm pretty sure that's where Ferris was. I don't think I got anything for Ferris, especially on that track. Um, I don't know where the times were, but I, if I remember right, the club sprint times, I think we could get into the mix. Um, we don't have a sequential though. And a lot of those top cars do. And I think I would also have to, uh, Ooh, yeah, he had a lot more. 127, I don't see happen. Ferris is fast, okay? And, like, on a track like that, he's going to be brutal. But I don't know what the top of club sprint ran. I, I don't know, but I, I if I remember right, I was looking at some of the way the cars were broke down, and I think we'd be in the ballpark, you know? And, I, again, I'd have to go look at it again. But, again, we don't have a sequential, and we'd have to put stock uh, subframes back in, which... Might be something we look into in a couple of years if we want to go try to bang in that class. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we've, we've talked about it. 
Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have talked about it. And um, it's something that, you know, if we'll see, we'll see. It, I think that's going to come down to if we get we get a couple of sponsors who want to get involved in that and, and make that happen, um, we might be uh, really incentivized to try to, uh, you know, the problem with it is for us, we basically are giving up a season. So if we decide to go do World Time Attack, we're it, everything past like June is gone. Like we we aren't going to see the car the rest of the year. I don't think Ferris has even got his car back here in the states yet. Like it's, it's so it's it's gone. So it, it, it's I'm I'm we have to give up a lot for that event. Um, but I'm not saying we wouldn't do it. Um, it's something I definitely would like to look into. Um, so of this year, what is kind of, and we haven't went to, we haven't went to, um, Laguna yet, but what's been like your favorite part of the year? What's, what's been the thing that's going to stick in your brain the most? Still there, there's a lot of them. Okay. Honestly. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're good. There's a lot of them. There's there's been a lot of moments where um I don't think I'll ever forget them. I mean I I don't know if I could pick a singular moment. Uh I think battling out with James Houghton um is definitely up there. Uh yep. you know, just it's I mean, I, 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 mine's easy. Mine's, mine's flat out easy. I wanted mid Ohio so bad. I wanted mid Ohio so bad and going to mid Ohio and not only setting the record, but beating the overall record by a pretty handily, uh, handle, uh, handily beating that record. Um, it, it, to me, it was it. And, and, and uh, like, and not having to run the second lap. Like, I mean, right there. Like, I, I knew I put it together and I knew it was over. That, that was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, um, mine's, you know, really all, all the memories for me have, have been all the, the I mean, the, the bucket situation at Mid-Ohio. Yes. Uh, um, if, if those... <laughs> those that don't know um so on the back straight the car was at the top of fifth i mean you were smashing off the limiter in the top of fifth on the back straight yeah we were bouncing off of fifth so the um the catch can was filling up and spewing it actually spewed on the the front windscreen and uh cracked it and so uh we needed to prevent that from happening anymore because if we would have lost our front windshield any worse uh, we wouldn't have been able to go on track. Um, not only that, but you don't want hot oil all over the, all over your car. That's just a bad mix and you don't want it on the track. So whatever do you uh, mean? I actually, yeah, (laughs) I actually took a five gallon bucket and I lined the inside of it with duct tape and rags. You know what I mean? And, uh, and made a cap and taped this cap with vent holes. I even padded that. Like I made a filter, for it to breathe outwards, 
I ran a hose from the, the catch can breather pour all the way to the basically the back seat and I ratchet strapped this five gallon bucket in the back seat and we went out and tested that's why there was a big question I don't know why Dewey's out for the third qualifying round we were actually yeah, we testing had, the bucket yeah people are like why is he even out there and it was we had to test this bucket to make sure it was going to work. So it's the only reason we went out and we ended up breaking the record again, testing a bucket. <laughs> yeah. So mid, mid Ohio is definitely, I mean, that whole race, how everything went down uh, is definitely a memory for me. Uh, you know, a big one, I think Midwest fest, uh, you know, being really our first race together, I, Showed up with Ian, you know, halfway through. We drove through the night, uh, got there, dealt with the radiator situation while Court and uh, the other guys were helping with everything else. And um, going out for podium sprint, you know, for me, I, it, it literally, I couldn't breathe when you came around. Like, I was just glued at watching the time. I, I didn't think it was going to happen. I was like, there's no, there's no, there's no freaking way that we're about to win this event, you know, and I, I'll never forget. I just, it took the air out of my chest. Um, yeah. and so that was a huge moment. And, um, that, that was another highlight, but mid Ohio was, uh, was a great one. I mean, they've all, it's all been great. It's, it's all the been, situations. It's, and Nick keeping us honest at, uh, at NJMP as another great one, dude. I another, mean, we got a story from every freaking event. Honestly, this is one yeah. of the least, like, it, the least drama-filled events that we did was this one. Right, yeah. NJMP, Nick came out uh, at the hottest point of the day, uh, and we thought he was done for the weekend. He, he came out and beat us by two-tenths, and I had decided, when we found out he was going on, I decided to put you in the car uh, we didn't have time to turn it up. We didn't really have much time once we found out he was going out. Uh, we had some other issues we were dealing with. And uh, I had decided to stick you in the car. And I said, well, if he runs faster than us, I'm going to send you. And I need you to just go do a lap. I need you to go faster than him. I don't care what you have to do. You're going faster. Uh, and and that was the end of our, our pre-session speech. Um, Nick went out, came around on his flying lap and ran two tenths faster than us. And I just yelled at Dewey, go. And, um, and you know, Nick had came in, asked me if you were out there. I said, yeah. And you came around. I could hear you coming. You came around and then went two tenths faster than him. And so that was, uh, that was another moment where, uh, I don't think I'll ever forget that. Um, it's, I mean, every every event we've been to this year has been uh, eventful. You know, there's always been something that we can look back on and think about the things we had to battle through and, and kind of yep. the people that kept us honest. I mean, everyone, it's not like we just went out there and mopped the floor uh, like it was easy. Like, it, no. it was a lot of work. You we know, just, Mike, it, Mike, that that's why I kept saying, you know, we keep crawling and it just keeps working because I got to be real. Not a single thing we've done this year has been easy. Nothing has been easy. No. And so 
I mean, Mike, uh, Mike Amick has been very fast uh, yeah. and a force to be reckoned with. And, and those guys over there have been doing a great job. Um, Kyle, you know, Kyle McHugh is, is right there behind him. I mean, Kyle, I, I'm worried about where he gets that car for next year. Um, yeah. You know, he's going to be fast next year. Um, you know, Cal, Cal, uh, that AMG is looking really good. I actually have a soft spot for that car. I'm not a big European guy, but I really like that AMG. So I mean, how can uh, you not? It's so pretty. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, so, I mean, the competition we had this year wasn't easy by any means. We, I mean, James, James coming out at Lime Rock, we, we weren't expecting James to be running in Like, we had no clue. Dude, he wasn't even, he was not even thought about on the radar. And then he shows up in this like Looney Tunes hatch. And even at the beginning of the weekend, he didn't seem like he was going to be anything. And then all of a sudden, he's up our ass. <laughs> it, and it was all of a sudden. It was, it was like, I didn't even know he was running in street mod until he was a tenth behind us. And I was yeah. like, I was kind of like, oh my god, it's James Houghton. Like, <laughs> what are we gonna oh, do? Shit. <laughs> yeah, that was again. That was the first time we had to go. Okay, we're gonna need to turn it up now, boy. <laughs> that got stupid, serious, stupid fast. Um, yeah. Um. And so. Um... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's all I got. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's you know there's there's been I, I like I've been obsessed with points and this is total. It's like I became something I didn't think I would ever be doing was like running points and hypotheticals, like what could happen, what we had to do. Like I, that is this is the first year I've ever had to do that. Um, and so every race, it was like, I mean, that's how we came up with the pirate thing was, yeah. you know, I, I sent you that meme before we went to mid Ohio as a joke, like, you know, Hey, if, if we win mid Ohio, um, you know, guess what we're going to be. And, uh, and that was just, we were going to take the lead on the championship. That was, that was it. Um, yep. it was still at that point right there. It was still anybody's game. Yeah. Uh, it was just we, we were going to take the lead for the time being. And so, yeah. um, you know, strategy uh, came into play a lot this year. What, when we went out, how we went out, what we were doing, um, you know, how hard you're going to push the car. It, 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 there was a lot of work, a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I mean, it's hard to think. It's obviously it's not over because we're going to Laguna, but um it still, if I'm being honest, it still doesn't feel real real that we tied it up. But mathematically, if I sit down and run the numbers, like it's it's there, we won. It just doesn't happen yet. Yeah, it's it's over. <laughs> like it, it'll probably seem more real when uh you know we get a, a trophy for it. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I see a D. Give me a quick second. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through and catch up on some of these questions here real quick. Um, one of them, uh, beer ZTS again is asking, I also hear sub 130 at Gingerman is a thing as well for you guys. Has anyone gotten that yet? Sub 140 is kind of a thing at Gingerman for 
it, it, you either have to be a competent driver with a decent car or have a really fast car and a semi-competent driver or something to get under a sub-140 in Gingerman. So it's kind of been like this benchmark of you aren't allowed to – This it was a dumb meme that I made a while ago that turned into a thing that you aren't allowed to have an opinion until you go sub-140 on uh, – you go under a sub-140 at Gingerman. A lot of people got mad about it, and then like two months later, it just became like the rule. Um, but it, it's kind of turned into this benchmark thing, but sub 130 has never been done by a street modified car. And we've been inching closer and closer and closer to this, but I think, I think we got there. I think we now have a car capable of doing it. Um, where the car sits right now with the tires that we're running and how we got it set up as opposed to when we were there last time versus now, I think we have a car capable of getting it done. Um, the For the first time ever, I, I, I'm confident in my braking. A lot has changed. A lot's changed since, um, since we were there at Midwest Fest. Um, and the car finally handled in a way that made some sense. Um, so... It's it, it, it's going to take turning the car up. It's going to take a lot of factors going right. But I do believe we have the ability to go sub-130. Now, the reality of it is, I don't think we're the only ones. So it's going to be a, a, a race to see who gets there first. And it's got to be done during competition. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're going for it. <laughs> We are straight going for it as hard as we can. Um, so uh, if if they do two Gingerman events next year, one of them being like a normal style time attack event and another one being like the Midwest Festival event, you can straight up expect that uh, warm up Midwest rev up or whatever they call it. You can expect that event to be a straight pissing match all weekend. Um, but that's the plan. Um, that's if, if I got one more goal that I personally want to achieve, it's, I want to beat everybody to setting a sub one thirty on Gingerman. That's, that's where I'm at. Um, and I think we can do it. Um, I think we have the car capable of doing it. I think my head's in the right spot now. And I trust what's going on. I, I truly think we can get there. Um, it's going to take a helping hand of horsepower to get from 10 to 11 faster than anybody's ever seen, but we have definitely got the, uh, we, we've got the oomph to get there now. So, um, yeah, yeah, we we pull pull that off. We're going to go fucking nuts. Yeah. I don't give a shit. That is, if there has ever been a situation where there's records or rods, it's that. So, um, Midwest Fest really felt like the underdog turning point. I agree. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Midwest Fest was the turning point of everything. That was, honestly, that's when Dylan got involved. That's when, when we won that, that's when a lot changed. The entire, like, approach we took to the rest of the season changed because it then became really real we could win a championship. Um, and we started thinking championship, um, which is... And it worked out. Um, let's see what else we got. I just want to go back and say 
we won one race and we were like, all right, we can win the championship. We did. We won one, but I think I got to be real. I hadn't won anything being with IEG yet. Okay. And right. like the car wasn't there. It just wasn't. It wasn't there last year. It hadn't been there the past couple of years. The competition was moving, but the car wasn't improving. And changes needed to be made. And it was small changes that actually made some huge improvements. What a lot of people don't understand is, this is separate from IEG and no bash to anybody, but like there was some massive dynamic improvements that happened between Midwest Rev Up and Midwest Fast that actually happened inside of Abbott. <laughs> I made a phone call to uh, Fortune and went, this ain't going to work, guys. We got to do something. They sent me a, a completely different spring setup that totally changed the handling of the car. We switched to a completely different tire, which, again, night and day, um, I'm still mad at Falcon about how those RT660s were so good, now they're so bad. And we redid the front arrow of the car, and that splitter made a night and day difference. And so the car handled well, still catching on fire, didn't make shit for power, and everything was dicked. But... um like the car from a dynamic standpoint was just from those changes was multiple seconds faster on Gingerman. And that that's, we ran Gingerman and two weeks later ran Gingerman again. So it literally was a, I could compare it directly, the changes. And there was a massive change from that. And then, then we did the engine and the turbo. And that was another massive change. Um, turbo first, and then uh, the the updated 2.3. And then all the small stuff that we changed and fixed and unfucked. Like, every time we brought the car out, it got better. And that's... It's it's crazy. It's it's But this is why I think even from... We have a significantly faster car than we even had at Midwest Fest. And Midwest Fest was scorching hot scorching hot if it wasn't that hot i truly think we could have went at least bottom 31s i if honestly if we just took the car where it sits right now um i mm -hmm. i believe we would be a hell of a lot faster because you're still on the on the old turbo setup uh and you yeah. know one of the biggest things we found with switching to the g series and and getting i mean everything we've done has been getting data and uh, yep. again, like I, I got to shout out Fred and Tyler and these guys here yeah. at IEG that have been doing this for many years because they have taught me so much stuff. It is unreal the amount of knowledge I've learned this season. Um, but we learned that the, the old turbo system just wasn't breathing. It, it was choking the engine up and that's what was creating. It was creating high back pressure. That was what was causing the manifold to split at the V-band, which was causing things to catch on fire. It, it was just, it was a slew of issues, just changing, going to the ETS and Garrett uh, setup. And yep. um, it, so I feel like if we put the car on track at Gingerman, the way it sits right now. Yeah, uh, literally, if I know, were to drive to Gingerman I, right now, I think we could scare, I think we could almost go sub 130 as it sits. Yeah. It would be right there. 
Like that's how much of a difference this car is right now. And we plan on making changes in the off season. Alex, I can't do it right now. I need to go to fricking Laguna. Yeah, we gotta go party at Laguna. Yeah, we we gotta go to Laguna. We gotta collect a trophy, and we need to uh, not have to worry about a championship. Um, so it, it, the way I see it, we're gonna be at our most dangerous at Laguna. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna be driving it. Yeah, I I can't, dude. I hope we can get you in that car. I pray we can get you in that car for something, like. Please, if we'll anything, we'll at least let them go take some photos. You know, let them let them do some rolling shots with it. Like, please let him get in this damn yeah. car. Everything has screwed you <laughs> out of getting in this car. I was so excited that, okay, the car's going to be pretty much together. You're going to be able to at least go take it for a couple of laps at uh, Heartland. And you got totally screwed yeah. out of that from a freaking boot. <laughs> yeah. I I wasn't you know I and I don't really know Harlan so it that was like the, the sign from the gods that yeah well yeah but I mean if I can get Laguna in I mean that's a just like you that's a bucket list track so yep. even if I go you know if I, if I go a five minute lap you know I'm gonna be out there ear to ear just grinning the whole time yeah you're uh, driving you around know. Laguna <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, and so we'll see if it works out. It works out. If not, there's always another year. Um, if not, we're going to go find we need to go find some random fucking track day so you can just take the car for a few laps. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe we'll go. We'll go drive. Uh, We'll go drive fucking um, my brain stopped working. DRP. We're going to go drive him nuts down there. We'll go to one of his weird little track days down in Florida. They run those things in like December. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. I mean, they, they can do whatever they want down there. So, um, do, 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 let's see. Um, what year an event did Boogie debut? Well, my kid, it, it was four years ago. Yeah. 19. I'm pretty sure it was 19 at Midwest Fest. Um, was it 19 or 18? God, it might've been 18. Cause I got to think I had two years of the car being ugly. One year of the car being black. Two years of the car. With a livery. And then this year. It's got to be 18. So, yep, 18. There you go. So, geez. Man, we've been at that for a while with this thing. That's just this car. And then there was another four years before that that I was... Three years before that, something like that, that I was going hard trying to win a... Win a street class championship. So. Dude. My guy, what a season. Yeah, it's, I mean, granted, it's not over because we still got to go to Laguna, but as far as the, uh, I mean, as far as the championship goes, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm the, the mission was the championship. We've accomplished the mission. This is gravy. Now we're doing side quests. And this is side quests. 
And don't get me wrong, I care about side quests. Um, I'm going to be very sad if we do not win that. We are going there with a we're here to win mentality. Um, I, this is a great question, BeardZTS, again, with a banger. Um, is there a future for Boogie outside of Street Mod? Is something like One Lap of America possible? Well, BeardZTS, let's chat about this a little bit. This has actually been something Dylan and I have talked about. Because there's going to come a point where there's other things that I kind of want to do, too. Um, I've really kind of been staring at GLTC. And one of the things I've always wanted to do, and I think the car could be good at, is one lap of America. But it would take some prep. Do I think if we did it, it would be Dylan and I doing one lap of America in it? Um, we've thought about that. I've also thought about, it's got a hell of a cage. We could do some hill climb events with it. It would be a hell of a hill climb car because it is a full rally cage. It is not a time attack cage. It is a very heavy cage. This is a GC with, you know, most of the GC missing and it still weighs 2,900 pounds. You know, it's, it's a heavy car because of its really heavy cage. So it allows us to go do crazy shit like that. Maybe it is something we go chase in the future. But I got to be real. The goal for that car has always been street mod. It was built for street mod. I'm never taking it to track mod. I'm never taking it to unlimited. The only way I will tweak that thing for rules is if we get enough support to maybe make a run at world time attack. And we need to tweak it a little bit to fit within a rule set. And don't lie, Dylan, you want to go to Australia. Yeah, I kind of want to go down under. <laughs> um, I just, yeah. I, I've, I've wanted to do it. Giants to spare and Weatherly Hill Climbs right up by us. Can park your motorhome in my garage, and maybe it's something we'll do. Um, There's a bunch of hill climb stuff out my way too so but i'm never getting rid of boogie i'm i you know improvements will be made to boogie i may one day take boogie we might not do a full championship with it and just do a couple of events who knows who knows what the future will be maybe we'll just make dylan drive boogie i don't know we'll come up with something um but um boogie ain't going anywhere that is The way I see it, yeah, I might pay the bills on Boogie and whatever, but that's it's it's the people's champ. You know what I mean? And the people's champ has to stick around. This is one of the reasons I'm like I kind of fight redoing Boogie to make it really nice because it's it's the people's champ. You know, and like if it were to be too nice, it would stop being the people's champ. Yeah, it almost felt wrong to get rid of the plywood splitter. Right? Because it half the fun is saying we're we're beating up on on you know McLaren's with a plywood splitter. <laughs> I just it, the plywood splitter is one of those things, man. I'm not gonna lie. You guys did a bang up job on that splitter though. And it, it just clicks in so nice. And it did shed a decent amount of weight. I- Really, 
it was it was you know um fred helped a lot on that so uh you well, know, he, fred, he really... fred i've seen fred build a couple of splitters now and all of them were fantastic and he he kills it and and my understanding was the uh we're going to keep calling them tire deflectors because there's really not a uh, a definition for what those things are but the tire deflectors my understanding that was a that was a very fred idea right I was so remember the um the picture i sent you the the canards yeah. on the bmw yep that's kind of where that stemmed from and fred just kind of you know, I was fitting, I was doing everything I could to get every bit of five inches that we could. Um, so we had cut multiple plywood um, or multiple cardboard cutouts as, as you know, the CAD design for the uh, front splitter and, and just adjusting it and moving it. And I had it, you know, on a body stand and, uh, you know, the car on the lift and, and just measuring and measuring. And Fred just kind of walked over and all of a sudden he was just like, Oh yeah, I'm I dude, I made these things and I was like <laughs> just like that, you just made them. Yeah, you know? that's, <laughs> that's that's the insanity of Fred and the insanity of IEG. Where Fred can just like manifest this crazy idea out of the sky and it just happens. And like that borderline looks like a production piece. And then, like, he just manifests yeah. this thing. It just happens. It, like, there's no other word for it. This this thing went from idea to physical object. And the, the space in between makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, that's the magic great, of Fred, man. Great, and the great part with, like, like, the front splitter and the tire deflectors and some of the other things we've made is it's just a CAD file. So, like if we need to remake them or make a tweak to them or, you know, yes. change something about it. Uh, I, it's, it's literally, you just load up the file. I can send it down to the laser cutter. Uh, the guys on the laser cutter can have it cut out in a matter of minutes and bent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's exactly when we say it takes a village. I mean, there's so many hands and even just the small things of having something cut out and those guys sanding stuff real quick and bending it like that stuff. Yep takes time and and those guys do it for us uh and they're you know everyone's happy to to get involved and so you know it, it really does take a village and it's it's really awesome to see um and there's there's you know no what? better feeling coming back I, from a I, I take it back you know what my favorite part of the season was this year 100 percent. this is like bar none not even close my favorite part of the season is when I, we came back from mid-ohio and everybody, the entire place was losing their shit and happiness. Like, it, it, seeing the people yeah. with the trophies, you guys taking pictures of, like, different employees with a trophy. Everybody, like, the pirate energy, the whole thing started really kicking off. And just, I mean, everybody being, like, just truly excited to be out there and winning. And I'm t everybody in the place. It, that's, it was the best part. It was just, it was such a huge everybody effort. You know what I mean? So that, yeah, that it, meant, it, it, I, I just, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, you know, people who like, they got other shit to do or like, hey, is there anything we could do to help out? 
you know, there anybody in that place would have stayed late, no pay to help get it done, whatever it took. That's just everybody was about it. And that it was so cool to see that. It was such a massive transformation um that everybody was excited about being a part of it. It felt like something like it, I think everybody felt like they were involved with it. At least I hope they did because to me it felt like they were and that it because of that it made me want to try harder. You know, I wanted to win it for these guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it really is something when, you know, we've been able to come back with a first place trophy and just kind of pass it we pass it off to people. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's it's hung out in the engine department. I mean, the trophies right now are literally sitting in the media room, um, you know, and, and even that, though, like, Foster, for example, doesn't have, like, a direct, like, he hasn't worked on the car. He has still gone above and beyond to get all the media and stuff that we've put out for oh, the for car. Sure. And so oh, for sure. So, it's, you know, it's it's nice to come back with the trophies and pass them around and and see everyone kind of light up and be happy because winning a race is great. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, what happens when we bring home the championship trophy. Dude, like, <laughs> rage. I am telling you, I want to fucking rage. Um, <laughs> I just, I want to rage. I absolutely, like, we, we've we yet, because it's been so crazy this week because we've both been gone and, I'm trying to catch up and you got a bunch of shit going on, but like, and, and this is more behind the scenes than, uh, than, than maybe we should even be talking about, but I am so stoked to have like a debrief with Rick, <laughs> who a lot of people don't understand has been kind of like behind the scenes. Like people have no idea how many problems Rick has solved for this you know, and, and getting shit done and moving stuff around and just manifesting and inventing solutions to things that I, I'm so excited to have yeah. this debrief. This is how this went, you know? And, 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 you know, the plan worked, um, you know, the, the, the East coast tour plan worked and, and uh, dude, it's so, I'm so excited to have this conversation. Like, it's not that often you're excited to have, like, oh, we got to have a sit down on the boss. You know, no, this one I'm stoked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, um, you know, we and it goes back to we won Midwest Fest, and we're like, all right, we're going to go win the championship. It yeah. was anybody's, like, <laughs> like, we were not even close to winning the championship after just having one win. Yeah. And so we came up with we're chasing fucking boats. Of, That's what it was about. And I I said it to you, you said it to yachts. me and we, it was, it, we're going after a freaking freshwater vessel, my guy. What <laughs> 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 a damn battleship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So um I, I think that's a podcast. Um, and, and again, it was just, sure, I actually, you, you've got to be getting kind of close. I just pulled in. Oh, nice. That was perfect. 
So I think I think that was a podcast. Yeah. If you guys have any other questions, let me know. And other news, real quick. I am currently testing the shirt. We are printing the Boogeyman shirts on. They will be going on sale very soon. It'll be like the, the Boogie team shirt for the year. Um, now that we've already tied the championship up, I think I might have to uh, put a little something on there about the uh, 2023 Street Mod Champions. Maybe on the other sleeve. Um, if you guys yeah. want in on a t-shirt, there's going to be big guy sizes. There's going to be any size you guys need. Um, let us know. Um, when they go for sale, they're going to go fast. Um, I've got permission of a small first order. And then we might go to a, uh, a, a fulfill the order kind of thing. I, I, I think the first ones are going to be kind of a, a limited edition thing though. So it get in on that. Where are they going to be for sale? I will, I will either post it on my wall. It'll be in the IEG insiders lounge. Um, we'll probably post one up on the, uh, the IEG Facebook on ways to go about that. I don't know if we're going to put them on the site or not. It's up in the air. We might, we might not depends on how fast they go. If you guys sell these things out almost immediately, I got a hard time believing we're not going to try to put them on the site. Um, so yeah, they're coming. I'm sure you've seen them Dylan. So you, you know how sick these things look. They're, you know, they're pretty sweet. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm excited to get one. I'm, you yep. know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna snag one, you know, and uh, and I hope, you know, I really hope they have great traction. I really hope people uh, are are wanting do to more buy them. It, it, merch like, stuff. I have a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to do more merch, um, stickers, t-shirts, etc. I want to uh, do meme kinda, merch. You know, really, like I, I want like halfway through the season when like pirate shit took off, like I want an IEG pirate thing. You know what I mean? And like, so people who are following this can get a sweet pirate shirt. Like I, 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 I want that for more people to get into it. You know what I mean? And I, I, I'm hoping after we get these done, like we can maybe get the turnaround time of shirts and things like that happening a little bit quicker. It's something we can look into. Yeah, and it, you know, it's really just gaining that traction of uh, of a following and and whatnot. So, I have I have a really good gut feeling about all of it. I I think we got a good motion going. I think uh, I think we can get rid of some merch this year and um, and kind of get some support and you know, kind of keep the uh, momentum going through the off season with uh, you know between the podcast and the insiders lounge and. And everything yep. there and keep updates going. Yep. And then next season, we're just going to hit the ground running. Yep. Next season, I think we got the media machine moving a little bit better this year. Um, next season, um, I'd really like to have a like a system in place. Like, it, I, I'd really like something to where we can get Foster something very, it, it, he doesn't have to be there and we know what we need to get. You know what I mean? And then Foster can, can, put something together. You guys get a badass video real quick. We can get t-shirts if memes are happening. And, and I, I want more people to be involved with what's going on. That's I, cause this is, again, I look at this as a community thing. So the more the community is involved, the better. Right. And, and building that community. So, you know, if everyone gets out there and shares the podcast, shares what we're doing, the, the more that happens, the more we get to do and the more we get to yes. provide, you know, the, 
So it's, it, you know, if you get out there, if you listen to this and you get out there and share this podcast, the more it reaches out, the more, you know, you guys get in return, the more we're going to be able to do things like this. Yep. Um, and believe me, we do watch the numbers. Um, and that's how I get to turn around or we get to turn around and go, Hey, this is working or this isn't working. We want to do this, you know, um, the, the better we make this podcast even better. So like, um, we had, uh, we had some people, I think it was Robert saying he might be able to put us together some sort of like opening thing, you know, that would be sick. Put something cool together. Um, you know, so we've got a cool little opening track and, um, we'll figure out how to make all this work. Um, I've got a couple ideas on how I could insert it so it would play. And then we would, I, I don't know, I'll work on it. But either way, um, I, uh, I, I, I just, the community's great. Like, and you guys are the reason we can do this. If nobody gave a shit, I gotta be real. It, there wouldn't be any reason for us to go racing. And no matter how much I wanted it or Dylan wanted it, we wouldn't be doing it. So you guys supporting us is the reason we get to do this. So, um, yeah. every time we're on the podcast and stuff or on, um, uh, on the live stream, you guys posted pirate flags and all sorts of stuff. That means the world to us. That really does. And that actually helps us a ton. You guys sharing these things helps a ton. Um, it, it's, it, it, it helps us a lot and it, it furthers the program and allows us to do more and more. So um, keep at it. Dylan, I love you, man. Yeah, thank you. We've had a... Yeah, I love you too, we, buddy. We've we've had a hell of a year. You have a good time unloading that wildly rare thing. And uh, what do you upload your onboards anywhere? We are... Um, I'm assuming you're talking about, are we uploading these uh, podcasts? Yes, we have a Spotify thing and i'm working on getting rss feeds up so they're going to upload all over the place but we have the last four of these already up oh on board um kinda uh if you want to go look at it uh ieg's youtube do we have a couple of videos up that's where most of it's at um we're working on some videos here and there foster's been working on a lot of stuff so Stay tuned to the IEG YouTube is your best uh, place to watch that. We've got a really good video up, especially in mid-Ohio, if you want to go check that out. Um, other than that, I think we're going to call it, man, because it got late fast. We went an hour and a half almost. So you get in there, you do your thing, and uh, it is what it is. I'll see you later, man. Yeah, thanks all for listening, and uh, thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, you'll hear from me uh you know, throughout the week as we get ready for Laguna, but, uh, for the rest of y'all, um, jump into that insider's lounge. I, I do post pictures of, of stuff in there. Um, yep. and, uh, and look forward to seeing everybody at Laguna. See you guys. Laguna's going to be a riot. Keep supporting. Love you to pieces.